Hello and welcome to Follow Your Bliss, a podcast for big-hearted, deep feelers who want to make a difference in the world. This is your time to get motivation and momentum to do what makes your soul shine. My name is Jessica Flint. I'm a soul strengths business coach and social impact entrepreneur that has helped millions of people improve their life. And I'm here to empower you to become a badass success story because I know it's within you when you stop selling yourself short, stop waiting for the perfect moment, and stop letting the opinions of others drown out your inner voice. It's never too late to create a life you're excited about and love waking up to. I believe we all have unique soul strings that hold the key to unlocking our greatest success and are just begging to be expressed right now in this very moment. Now, this podcast features heart-to-heart conversations with successful authors, entrepreneurs, spiritual leaders, experts, and everyday all-stars just like you about their path to greater purpose and soul alignment. It's time to claim your joy, your worth, your highest soul expression, and your feeling of enoughness. Now, let's get started. Hello and welcome, my lovely listeners. We are back with the next installment of Colette Takes Over the World. Oh are my we gosh. Are we, <laughs> but wait, are we there already? Are I we? said I was an Oprah. <laughs> yeah, we don't really have a name per se, but we have Confetti <laughs> Colette here. <laughs> Take over the world, Pinky. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, Colette. Today we're going to be talking about finding your authentic voice and your journey. Because as a podcaster, right? This is like, for one, I mean, we're all on this journey to find our authentic voice in our, in our life, the, the grand stage of life. And then when you're podcasting, there's this whole other element of your voice and who you're communicating with. And uh, I'm just kind of curious to start off with, how has it been to find your authentic voice in your life, right, as you've matured? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get into the the podcast aspect. Um, well, it's really interesting you talk about how to find your authentic voice in your life because you and I, prior to getting on the recorded aspect of this conversation, we're talking about the fact that different hardships make you start to question what is important to you. You start to really, really ask what you need. And when I was the youngest of six, very strong personalities in my family. I have a twin sister who has an incredibly strong personality, and I'm very blessed to be surrounded by those people. They made me who I am. But, you know, I always kind of joke that like, maybe I want a podcast because I want somebody to actually listen to me. (laughs) I think you get lost in the six kids. Um, But in, in, in our previous conversation on the last podcast too, we talked about like how I wanted to help everyone. And I had to really clarify and, and, you know, you kept um, refocusing me and, and dialing down on, you know, who my core audience was. And I ended up saying that, you know, Ultimately, even though I obviously want to help the world, that's a you know, <laughs> you know, quite a broad place to go. But the people that I can offer the most service to, and the people that I can, you know, really lend wisdom and compassion and empathy to, are those autism moms. So taking my experience, taking you know the path of you know a little bit of you know wounded warrior, and then you know mixing that with taking my experiences and mixing it with what do I really really need. And we talked about connection, right? Like I need to connect to people and my ability and my gift to connect is my experience. And so that is how I found my, my authentic life for, or my authentic voice for my podcast. And it's one more element. This podcast is one more element that has helped clarify what my authentic voice is. And you and I are going to do a little, I know, activity that's going to show (laughs) about the, the, you know, the 
conversion or the transformation of where I started this podcast and where we're kind of going. It's, it's hilarious because we have such a concrete example of finding my authentic voice. Totally. I can't wait to share that because I think with authenticity, we often think like, oh, it's just you you just burst out in your authentic self or you, you, know, you oh, have Lord, your, no. your authentic voice and it it's like it's a process, right? It's it's this kind of self-discovery at the same time shedding of these scripts and like ways we feel like we need to show up in order to be loved. And so I always find it's such a journey. It's And it's like not to be hard on yourself when you're like, wait, I wasn't actually being authentic then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I was, you know, trying to to not be. It's just it I wasn't fully there yet, right? I'm like still unpacking. I'm still unraveling all of the the ways that I hold myself back from my authentic voice. Well, what happens is, and this is total, you know, common humanity and human nature, is that unfortunately there is a lot of judgment in the world and we want to protect ourselves, right? So lending our authentic voice because we can be quirky. And again, it goes back to this imperfection and being messy. Like we don't want to show the world if we're imperfect or messy, you know, what are they going to think of me? And there's all of these society puts these stories on us and these plans on us and, you know, who we're supposed to be and what they expect of us and all these different things. So allowing yourself to be quirky, allowing yourself to be a little different shade of what somebody may expect you of, you have to be fearless to a certain extent. Like, I really think that if you're going to connect with an audience through a platform of writing or a platform of having a podcast or, you know, you're expressing yourself an artist, I mean, you are literally laying your soul and heart and brain on the table. The things you think, the things you love, the things you've experienced, and you're laying them out to the world for judgment. And that is hard. And it's really hard to be. It is, you know, there's a reason why high school girls, there's packs of 20 wearing the exact same, you know, shoe, exact same jacket and exact same purse is because there's safety in numbers and there's safety in sameness. Because when you're the same, it's safe. And who doesn't want to feel safe? I always joke that the womb is warm and safe. And I crawl back in there any day. Like I would love to feel warm and safe at all times. It's, it's actually one of my needs is to feel safe and loved. But at the same time, if you're going to have a true authentic connection, you have to be wide open, right? You know, you can't sugarcoat it. You can't, because I guess maybe when you project that ideal or you project the, you know, the perfect little doll, people just see the perfect little doll. But when you project a massive energy and thoughts and love and things, it's completely open for interpretation. And that can be incredibly scary. When you have a perfect doll that looks the same, no interpretation, no judgment. When you're offering everything up, it is, you got to be fearless. You got to be fearless. And it takes time and it takes effort and it takes gentleness. And you got to try to expand. Otherwise you contract and contracting hurts. So. So well said. And that was, in, and I never heard that there's safety and sameness. That's, that mm-hmm. was, I like that. Cause I mean, not, not that I, I like that. I'm not supporting that. But message, it's true. But yeah, like the fact that like wow, wanting to feel yeah. there's nothing wrong with wanting to feel safe. That's human nature. Who doesn't want to feel safe? I mean, and that's why I always, you know, they say growth is outside your comfort zone, right? And that's the risk though. Cuz even for me like the interesting thing about authenticity is I find like when you're presenting yourself in a way to the you know, external world, it's like it like you said the doll like it can be like you, but then there's this like other aspect of you that you're just not letting anyone right. see. Well, what's inside the doll? You can have like the eyebrows and the hair and the outfit. And then what's vibrating inside that doll? Because I don't know about you, but like I have this vibration inside my body that is just constantly bursting. And like I talk about expansion and contraction and sometimes it's opening up and the light is shining out the eyeballs and shining out the ear holes and, you know, the wrist joints and all that stuff. And sometimes I am just like a cold little ball of 
coal in the middle of that little soul too. It just depends. But, but yeah, that uh, we all want to fit in and we all want to be accepted, right? That's a big mm-hmm. part of it. You just want to be accepted for who you are, which is why when you're on a journey, you try to just accept yourself. And I think the older you get and the more experience you've had, I mean, I'm sure you've had this experience, but like, you know, some of the people closest to me, like don't understand who I am anymore. Cause I've just, I've transitioned so much. Like I used to wear pearls and sweater sets and black pants and now what, what do I want to be? I want to dress like Stevie Nicks, not shave my legs and nap. Like I've become like people like are like, who are you? But I love my new me. Like, I'm sorry. I know I'm quirky and odd, but I like it. It's so much, I live a life, my life gets easier and easier the more I allow myself to open to my true self. It, it, Cause again, that contraction, that contraction of conformity of, oh my gosh, I'm gonna wear pearls and I'm gonna have my little sweater set and I'm gonna like walk this way and I'm gonna walk this path that everyone expects me. And I was a mess. And now I'm like, the more I let it open, the the more ease and peace I have in my life. And you know what, when people threaten that, I'm like, bite me, I'm sorry, you don't like me. Like, I'll just go over here and like me for a minute. It's It's liberating. I mean, it's liberating to be yourself. And it's like the irony is like, how how hard is it to be yourself? And like, I know for me, like astrology, like I've been practicing astrology since yes, girl. 2013, 12. One like, of my favorite things about you, girl. Yes. Like you to a point where like stuff. nobody in my life that's close to me does not know that like this is my thing. Like it's and will jam. ask me for it. Like, you know, it's like that's what I – but then this whole other world that like the outside when I was doing the Recovery Warrior show and like all this was like don't talk about that because that's that's not – you know, it's out of place or just – it just felt like there was going to be I, – I couldn't like own that part of me. And even now I'm like just starting to own it and having – Shireen come on to the show and like actually and talk about soul strengths and your Capricornness, you know, like all of that feels like scary. At the same time, it's like, but that is me. It like, is you. Yeah. And, and I like, love that about you. And that's what happens when you're authentic is you attract in the people who love these things about you that you love about you, but you feel like, like, do people really want like in this, you know, the astrology doll? I'd be like, <laughs> like, like yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing that I love about that is that I. Doll. Anyone can appreciate a person that has numerous facets. God gives us gifts that we're supposed to share with the world. You are brilliant and intelligent and you have that side of you and you're wise, but then you have this like spirit side to you. And when you're in recovery and when you're suffering, any type of support you can find, whether it be astrology or spirit guides or any of these different things, because I love my spirit guides and people may or not, may or not believe in them, but like, it goes back to, you don't want to feel alone. You want to feel supported. So like if it's going to be prayer or if it's going to be meditation or if it's going to be astrology or if it's going to be spirit guides, like just allow the person to believe, open yourself up to it, find where you're going to find it and go with it. But I love your astrology. And when you, and I, you know, I don't know anything about it. You sit there and talk about this and Jupiter and, you know, somebody's going into sunset and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I love it. I love it because I'm like, okay, right. Is this going to be a tool that's going to help maybe guide me? It's going to, it's going to motivate me and guide me. I love it. I, I I think it's the coolest thing in the whole wide world. And an example for me with my spirit guides, like my family is like, shh, don't talk about that. By the way, family I'm talking about on a podcast sorry um but I'm like you know if my spirit guides even if they're imaginary friends they're imaginary friends who love me and support me and give me pep talks and all these things so let me have my imaginary friends I love them and maybe so lucky to meet your spirit guides and have them be a part of your journey because it's just one more way I'm not alone it's one more way that I'm loved and I love them and I'm grateful for them and it makes me wonky I love that about you I like my connection with my spirit guides is like the one of the deepest connections I have right 
So, wow. I feel you. I, I understand you. And I love the balance of your, I love the, I love the balance of your intelligence with your spirituality. And I, I just think it's cool. Like sees like, you know. Yeah. We can yeah. just project all day. <laughs> how, how amazing. <laughs> all right. So I am curious for everybody to hear version one of your <laughs> intro because we're going to do so next step for the podcast, right? Was first step was to find out who you're going to serve. This is your ideal customer, your ideal listener. Who's your like ideal person you want to work with? So then that was our first step. And Colette got that really refined that she's going to help moms with autism, compassion confetti, throw that shit around. And now we go to, well, we need to communicate with them. We need to let them know what this show is about or what this product is about or what this business is about, right? Whenever we have this thing that we're creating, we need to then express it to the world. So we have version one when I asked Colette to go on her merry way and, and write her intro to her show. And by the way, the beauty of these is like, you know, I listen to the Follow Your Bliss intro right now. I'm like, actually, I want to change that, right? So it's okay to always be in a process of iteration. So this was mm -hmm. her V1, mm -hmm. first draft, let it roll. This is, I love this. I, this, this is such a, a fantastic example of what it is to have an idea of your head, what you want to accomplish, and then the contrast of, you know, your authentic voice conveying the exact same thing. So here is draft one. And I must say that when Jessica read it, she was like, oh. Maybe we could do a tweak here or there. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Okay, so anyway, um, Compassion Confetti for Autism Moms is meant to be a community where we can come and share our experiences and wisdom. It is a place that will reinforce that we are not alone as we face stress, demands, and obligations of a life influenced by autism. Each episode will have content that relates to what we as autism parents experience. However, as we explore these topics, they will be discussed through the lens of self-compassion. Why self-compassion? It's a safe bet that each of you could use a little more tenderness, gentleness, and support in your life. Using the key components of self-compassion, self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness, we will actively seek to create pockets of peace and ease, love and support, forgiveness and rest. Never will you be challenged to do more than what is manageable in your life. We want to help you find opportunity to fortify your energy reserves so you can meet your own needs and still manage your obligations. Self-compassion is a practice Implement it when and where you can. So self-compassion, sprinkle that shit everywhere, which I love at the end. It's like, hey, suddenly I'm going to throw a swear word in there. <laughs> Let's throw the tone off completely in the last sentence. <laughs> that was the inner delinquent, like the doll being like, get me out of this girl. <laughs> Take the pearls off. <laughs> but like I'm conveying my message, right? It's like it's it's the content is there. There's like, you know, remotely decent English involved. You, you get what I'm saying. I mean, but like, it was like dry toast. Like I'm trying to talk and like crumbs are flying out of my mouth because it was like so bland. Good content, completely bland. Okay. So what did right. I, yeah. So that was our first one. So then what, you know, in our session, what, what kind of came up? What did we talk about just to then give a little well, bit of like. You were really funny. I just remember listening to your feedback and you've been like, well, um, and just basically saying that, like, you know, it was good, but it, you wanted to have a little bit more razzle dazzle. And you, you said something along the lines of like, I don't really hear your personality in it. Like, maybe you want to put some more of your personality in it. And I was like, huh? What you talking about? My person, my personality. Okay, I can work on that. <laughs> and you have so much personality. Like, that's like the like, can you like, 
me just give a little, little bit? I mean, I basically was a librarian standing at a podium, like droning on with that last one. You learned, <laughs> but you didn't have any fun learning. Let's be clear. Um, okay. So anyway, so when we ended that conversation, I literally hung up the phone and I did not think I started writing. Like I literally didn't think I started writing and this is what came out. You banged that out. Like, and you said, what, this is more fun. But one thing I just want to interject okay, here is that sure. I also, just a little pointer for what's called copywriting. So whenever we're writing something. Oh yes. This was like the best. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So a copywriting, a major tip for that is whenever you're writing something that you, you want people to listen to or read, it's very helpful to read it out loud. Even if somebody's going to be reading what you're writing, still read it out loud so you can see like the tonality and like, yeah, what type of toast is it? Does it got butter and jam on that paper? <laughs> I read it or is it so dry that when you talk, you're going to have crumbs coming out your nostrils? <laughs> yeah, it's always helpful. And, and I do that with the podcast. Sometimes I, I read and I can even tell some like when we're reading a script when it, it feels a little bit off. But when we're actually speaking our, our truth and, and our, our authentic voice, it doesn't have that bland sound to it. Mm-hmm. And so reading it out loud can help you kind of see. So that was one little tip for copywriting. Okay. This can be used for anything. Okay. So now version two, this is after you just ripped this one out. Like you just Yeah, like- I literally hung up the phone with you and started writing. And I just, I really and truly didn't allow myself to think because in the first draft, like I just was like so intent and, you know, in, intensely wanting to convey my message. And it was so important to me. It was so deeply important to me to like convey what I wanted for these, like who it was and what I wanted for them. And it just came out so, I don't know, boring is not the right word I'm looking for. Clinical? Clinical. It's very clinical. Not fine. Not fine. So this is what the second draft is. So this hopefully you will be hearing as a part of my opening. I'm sure there'll be a change here there, but this hopefully is a little bit more of my authentic self. So hello, my lovies, and welcome to Compassion Confetti for Autism. I am so glad we found each other. Did you know confetti comes from the plural of Italian confetto or small sweet? What, pray tell, does this have anything to do with autism, moms? Because you deserve to be showered with small, sweet pockets of compassion in this crazy, chaotic life of ours. I will explain. When my son was diagnosed five million eons ago, I was the mom that did everything. I was in the grind, people. Therapies, IEPs, doctor appointments, 12 supplements three times a day, B12 shots in the butt while I sleep, hyperbaric, hypotherapy, chelation. I think I even stood on my head and swallowed a snake at one point. But to be honest, I'm so exhausted, I can't even remember. It's a never-ending pile of demands and obligations, and it always landed on me. What happened? I got buried. Overwhelm, guilt, worry, fear, stress, sorrow. It smothered my battered little soul and sucked the life force right out of me. But then I discovered something glorious. Self-compassion. Compassion confetti. It's like pixie dust. Sprinkled all over your life. Suddenly, magical pockets of peace and ease, love and support, forgiveness and rest start to make appearance in your life. Can you imagine rest? I said it, rest. You deserve gentle and tender support to be a part of your day. You deserve a softness to take the edge off your never-ending obligations. And that is what self-compassion can give you. I know you got a lot on your plate, girl. I will never challenge you to do more than you can handle. You can work to squeeze your self-compassion practice into three minutes here, 20 minutes there, whatever. Done is better than perfect, so just throw that shit in somewhere. The best is that there are skills you can use smack dab in the chaos that can exist in your loud and messy life. And finally, let me clarify something. This podcast is for you. It's not about our beloveds with autism. No, this ear time is your escape to make sure you are getting all the nurturing and nourishment you need to flourish. Confetti is used in celebration and you, my darling, deserve to be celebrated. So compassion confetti, sprinkle that shit everywhere. I'd probably have a little bit more razzle dazzle, but I was reading, but. Well, yeah, first let's just say that it was script reading, which is always hard 
And right. so that was your first time reading a script on air. So without even probably doing a practice run through. <laughs> no, I was like, what it. did I write? <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. So of course, yeah, when you record that for the thing, it's going to sound more natural. You're going to go through mm-hmm. uh, iterations of that. However, that was like night and day. Of night like and day. who you really are, your personality. Mm-hmm. Like I could feel that friendliness that you have and like the darling and just the ways that you are you and saying that like really calling in the the person and knowing them. Like you 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 understood you you use these more descriptive words around their problem and what they want and what they need as opposed to this just dry, clinical, boring. Well, trudging. Trudge, 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 trudge. Instead of skip, dance, twirl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And looking at, you know, one of your soul strengths is you have this super vibrant, fun personality that is a performer in a way, like being able to really dance like that, like, but through your words, through your 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 essence, right, to help us feel like we're going on this fun, exciting journey. And so that wording really expressed that even when it's like for a really difficult topic. Right. So I'm I'm very impressed with that, finding your authentic voice. Uh, transformation. <laughs> that's a pretty sound example of the, the, the juxtaposition of the two. Because <laughs> going to the first one, you're probably like, you know, what do other people say or how do I how do mm-hmm. I need to communicate? And what felt really cool, it, it was literally like after you got off the call, like something just like broke or I don't know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. your pearls. Like, well, you gave me, off you gave me permission, right? You gave me permission. You're like, that's not you. Go be you. Yeah. It's like, you're right. That is not me. I'll go be me. So cool. So then this is something to kind of continue to to bring in as you start the show is, you know, always staying true to that core, that authentic core. Even Can I apologize in advance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So let's see. Anything else? Any other things you want to add about your authentic voice and just how you're seeing this concept? With starting um, the podcast and and being able to reach moms with autism through your your work, I, I think that well, you know, for people who are coming to this podcast to to take inspiration to move forward with their finding a, a mission, like um, you know, a passion based mission. I just want to reiterate that you know, the more you can ask yourself questions about what you really want to convey and who you want to convey it to is really important. Um, having you as my life coach helping me do that was you know pivotal. And just a reminder that being authentic and moving forward, it does take courage. It definitely takes courage. And that's normal that we want to stay, you know, in our safe comfort zone. But I think that the biggest thing that I'm going to probably say as much as possible over the course of the 12 weeks is done is better than perfect and just start to take action and just start to even to allow yourself the questions, right? Just start asking yourself the questions, giving yourself the space to just if I could create a dream, if I could, you know, do something and be my authentic self, if I could just wave a magic wand and make my life what my truest self would want to look like, what does that look like? Even if, even if you start there, start there and then ask yourself questions, allow yourself to daydream, you know, who is your best self? What does that, what does your life look like when you're standing in your light and standing in your strength? I love that something there's there's starting to be a ripple effect and i'm hoping that we're going to have that with this and that was as i have started to move forward and be authentic with what i want to do i've always heard that when you allow your light to shine it shines on other people and i cannot believe how many people are coming up to me now and being like well now this is what i want to do well this is what i want to do and i'm like yes i'm like ask yourself that what do you you know what what do you want it to look like yes go do it 
and then take action because I didn't take action for a really long time. I just daydreamed for a long time, (laughs) but that was okay. It was a big part of the process. It is a part of the process. I think it takes time for us to gather the strength or the courage or even just the the belief in ourselves to go after 100%. it. Like sometimes it's building blocks. Pebbles make a mountain, people. Pebbles make a mountain. <laughs> so Capricorn. Uh, <laughs> I need to start reading more about myself. <laughs> <laughs> you mountain goat. Uh, it's actually like a Capricorn's a mountain goat, but it's also like a sea goat. Did you know that? You're like a Girl, mer- you're like a mer goat. I'm like it sounds confused, and that pretty much hits it on the head. <laughs> What a question that I've found really helpful lately is this concept of 10% more. So, like, I've been saying throughout the day, you know, at least try to insert like 10 times a day, like, how can I enjoy this moment 10% more? I've never heard that concept. I love that. Yeah, because even now, like, how can you enjoy this moment? You, listener, listener, how can you enjoy this 10% more? And often it's it's actually in our body, right? It's it's something about like connecting more to your breath or like feeling your legs or even if they're hairy. Yes, girl. <laughs> Stevie Nicks style. But that question can be taken to authenticity. Is how can I be 10% more authentic in my life right now? Right? Because sometimes we feel like the whole like just blow off and just be like, this is who I am. That feels maybe too scary because it's 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 been repressed for a while or only shared in small, very tight circles of trust. And mm-hmm. It's just this ten percent more. Like, what can? How can I be more authentic? Just ten percent more authentic today. How can you be? It's you're, you're asking me that. Well, just or that's you- a question you can ask yourself. It's it's how you say like ask yourself the questions. Like, I yes. feel like that's a really interesting question. I it's just- love that question. I'm already doing it. Dial it up. For me, it's giving myself more space to be imperfect in every moment. I don't have to. I don't coulda should I have. I don't have to and should do should do. My life shouldn't be buried underneath those things. It's just taking the weight off of that 10% helps me to be more authentic is to kick those shoulds and woulds and have tos to the side because they can, they can bury you. Yeah. More open and accepting to where I'm at right now. Hmm. Mine is uh, calling you a mergoat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your creativity coming through, Miss Blessica. I'm so proud of you. Look at your authentic self, that creative side blasting through your brain. I kind of want to be a mergoat. What an interesting juxtaposition because a mermaid would be so graceful and elegant swimming and then a goat is like, bunk, 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 bunk. <laughs> well, first of all, if you're earthy like a goat and then you're elegant like a mermaid, you're kind of hitting the yin and the yang of life. You can't ask for better than that. Do you sink then? No. Or do you doggy paddle? Do you think it doggy? I'm just kind of trying to picture what a mergoat. I don't know. No, I see the mermaid tail. I see the mermaid tail. And then oh, think about how strong you are because you've got those little horns on your head. And if anyone gives you any, if you, if you, if you really fail in communication and you need to set boundaries, you have horns. <laughs> that's, Colette, that, Colette, that's not how we set or boundaries. You can, or you can bitch slap them with your tail. I don't know. Whichever direction you want to take. <laughs> You're our resident boundary expert. <laughs> Hit them with your horns. Um, bitch slap them. <laughs> I was like, bitch slap them with your tail. I said that if your communication skills were, you you know, sometimes every once in a while they fail you and you have to, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm good at it. I am single. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll work on my boundaries. Imagine just doing a podcast and just doing like totally just didn't, like all the things not to do to set boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> How to be a boundaries badass. <laughs> How to blow up boundaries. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Off topic. Yes. I did. I did. I did warn you that that is one of the dangers of having a conversation with me is getting off topic. <laughs> I was just thinking of hot topic. And do you remember that store in the mall? Does it still exist? Yeah. But like, I think so. Well, wait. Do ma- wait? Do malls exist anymore? I think so. Do they? There's All an right. Apple store somewhere in a mall. <laughs> And there's a two-hour wait, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But, like, speaking about authenticity, because I think there's parts of us, like, I always really liked the goth kids at school. And, like, I always thought Hot Topic was, like, super cool. But there was that part of me that was, like, the sameness. Like, I totally can't shop at Hot Topic, like, or dress like that. But I think there is this, like, inner kind of rebel, non-conventionalist. Like, I always liked the guys who had, like, the mohawks and, like – because they express themselves differently. Yeah. Yeah. That I felt like I couldn't express myself differently because mm-hmm. I was, yeah. you know, whatever image I was trying to portray to to high school and onward. But sometimes it's like, I guess my doll has like multiple outfits and she wants she wants to have a goth outfit or she just wants or she wants to be a chronically depressed vampire. I think you are you are in so much <laughs> trouble. I'm going to be sending you a goth chronically depressed vampire voodoo doll. <laughs> but white voodoo, not black voodoo, white voodoo. <laughs> I didn't even know there was like a white voodoo. I oh, want yeah. rainbow voodoo. Is there rainbow Okay, perfect. Voodoo? Right. Yeah, black voodoo is dark voodoo and white voodoo is, is um, you know, positive magic. What's rainbow voodoo? It's you and I's magic. <laughs> it's what we're going to go forth with. It's confetti. It's confetti and blessica magic. It's confetti. Okay. Yeah. So the next step when we were being serious about everything in life um, Wait, was- hold on. Cam <laughs> <sighs> centered. Let's talk serious. Let's talk serious. Was- you are going to do this podcast, right? Now, podcasts are a lot of work for the you know listener who has no idea. Podcasts are a lot of work. Starting a blog is a lot of work. Starting a business is a lot of work. So if you're going to invest in this with your time and your energy and getting support and resources to help guide you, we, you, you want to make sure there's some kind of business model to it, that there's some way that you can sustain the mission and, and and feel supported in the mission. Because I can tell you after being an entrepreneur for 10 years now, there is nothing worse when you, like, your cup goes dry. Because <laughs> it is so hard to give from an empty cup. And so a lot of times, especially I feel women can undervalue themselves and can... So part of what we we talked about was very early on, like, Colette, I want you, you want to do this podcast. I want you to do it. I, you know, I believe in, in this mission. But I want it to be sustainable. I want you to be able to make a living from this. So making a living out of doing what you love. And so I'm going to leave now to you, Colette, like what came up through that and and what things you started to to think about for how to actually monetize. Yeah, mm-hmm. monetize. And, and, and it's so funny. If you listen, sometimes we can feel like that's bad, right? Monetize. Like, no, if you're providing value, if there's a value exchange, then it's worthwhile, right? So and I've always found actually the more people invest in themselves and whatever it is, the more they value it, meaning they value the experience or the, the transformation and they put more into it. So mm-hmm. I'll let you speak. Okay. So one of the things prior to even before the podcast really becoming more of a reality than I ever thought it would be long, long ago, one of the things I knew I wanted to do was to teach 
self-compassion. Because again, one, I'm a teacher. I graduated from college with a teaching degree, so it's a part of who I am. When I was hired at GM, they promoted me to a training program. So I became the trainer at GM. And again, I love to connect with people. I love to add value. I love to help them grow and expand and do everything I can to support them. So I always knew I wanted to teach self-compassion. One of the things that when you and I were talking about podcasting and my development and where I wanted to go and do these things, you challenged me about being an expert. And I said, well, yeah, well, you know, what I want to do is I want to teach self-compassion. I eventually want to be certified. And there is a program called the Center for Mindful Self-Compassion that I am actually actively becoming a teacher in training. And I leave tomorrow to fly to the Netherlands, which I'm so excited about because, again, it's one more element of sparking more life and more joy by being able to travel abroad in conjunction with my training of self-compassion. So I get to kill two birds with one stone by flying to the Netherlands to do a six-day intensive for becoming a teacher for self-compassion. So when I come back, I will be a teacher in training. I will do an eight-week course where I'll have to have guinea pigs. Listeners, you are welcome to come. I have to have, you know, oversee my first training session where I'll be like uh, monitored and mentored and all that stuff. And then I will be able to offer the courses of self-compassion training, again, for autism moms to come. And if they can get the time away, because, you know, it can be hard for people to, but if they can, you know, give themselves two hours a week for eight weeks to do a self-compassion training, to practice the tools, learn the tools, um, really explore what self-compassion means and how you can implement it into your life and, you know, bring all of the amazing positive elements to it, to your life, to really help you flourish with that tenderness and that softness and that support. So I'm looking forward to that. It was so cool how it worked out because we were, you know, talking about, okay, how can you support these moms and this idea of self-compassion, becoming the expert. And literally, like, you went online and... I think, again, I hung up and took action because that's what you do with a life... That's what you... That's why you hire a life coach. She... Yeah, like... Expensive life coach. (laughs) I hung up and took action. No, you have value. There's nothing expensive. There's nothing expensive about you. I keep saying, I've said to everybody, all my naysayers, I'm like, if I fall on my face and fail, it does not matter. I have never had more fun. I've never accomplished more. I've never grown more as a person. Everything that you challenged me to do has been like, again, I'll say it over and over again, more color, more light into my life. And so, but yes, back to it. You said, go do this. I hung up the phone with you and went and did it like three seconds later. (laughs) And your passport wasn't even like... It was like expired, right? Right. Well, let's talk spirit guides because I was literally driving down the road like two days after I signed up for this not cheap training, right? That I'm not sure I'd get reimbursed for because it's room and board. It's abroad, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, I'm just like, I don't know. I was like jamming to like country or something driving down the road and my brain exploded and your passport's expired. And I was like, oh my God. And I was leaving in five weeks and a passport is five to seven weeks. Yes. So I raced home and literally did the rush my passport, you know, craze to get it in. And, and I'm telling you, it was my spirit guides. When I tell you that my brain was like nowhere engaged in my passport and it literally like, I practically ran off the road with your passport expired. They hit me upside the head, but it came down to the wire. I leave tomorrow. I was supposed to leave today. I leave tomorrow and I got my passport yesterday. Like, talk about an elephant standing on my entire body. All four feet were balanced on my body, this damn elephant, to get the passport. And I was crying, and I was like a disaster, and I'm trying to practice self-compassion. I'm like trying to emotionally regulate. I'm trying to be emotionally, you know, mature. And no, I was like a hot mess express. All I wanted to do was like, you know, put my head into a vat of pizza or, you know, a wad of carbs, something to like make it all go away. I was so stressed because I didn't realize how... 
how much I wanted to go. I was so invested. It's like this dream. I'm like, oh my gosh, I like get to travel, which is such a thing, a dream of mine. I get to go, you know, experience this culture and this food and I get to learn something I'm so passionate about. It's gonna be the best thing in the world. And then wah, 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 the passport is gonna miss by 24 hours. So what did we do? We put our faith in the spirit gods. We kept saying, I know they want me to be there. It's just gonna happen. And then my passport came yesterday. And then my son hit it from me by putting it in my chandelier. I was like, I don't know where it is, mom. And then he's like giving the Google eyes at the chandelier. He was totally messing with me. And I was like, you know, I could sell you. Like it could happen. <laughs> I just remember just like texting like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like team angels. <laughs> I know they did. I just, it, it's really, I hear all the time about surrender, surrender, surrender. And sometimes I question it. And I just kept having to say, I just have faith that they really want me to be there. They really, I mean, why would they like, I don't know. I just, I had faith that I, I had a, a meditation one time. I think I told you this. I had a meditation one time and I saw so clearly all of these souls. And it was these people saying, the person I love needs you. The person I love needs you. And I took that to, I took that as very serious. Like you can think I'm wonky and you can think I'm any of these things, but I really did see loved ones saying, my loved one needs you. And so I just kept saying, I have faith that it's going to happen. I have faith that it's going to happen. And I just hope that, you know, and I'm sure that when I come back to talk about it, I'm going to have so many stories of like disasterness that have happened and like, you know, <laughs> all these crazy things. But I'm also going to come back with so much enthusiasm, which I clearly lack enthusiasm for what I'm trying to accomplish and who I'm, you know, who I'm trying to connect with and how I'm going to try to bring value to their experience. It makes a damn good story. That's for sure. And yeah, I still have it stuck in my solar plexus. Like I still need to like go do like yoga and breathe. And like, I might even need some acupuncture. Something needs to get rid of the stress that is still lodged in my body from that dang passport. I mean, there's this like surrender component where you're like, what's meant to be will be. And that's just such a beautiful, like it's in God's hands. So easy to say. And then you lay on the floor and hyperventilate. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> a plane ticket and this and the actual experience and like everything I've been writing on with this podcast and like getting certified like yeah there's a lot on the line there right and at the same time though you also came up with like plan a plan b and that's that's really shows like with like how to maintain hope in a in a situation that's very hard is having multiple pathways right so you're like I'm gonna go like drive to Detroit and like Give them, right. make them cookies, well, whatever yeah. you're going to so bring give them. So give them a little background is that if you need an emergency passport, you have to have a government appointment. And they offered, I live in Detroit, and they offered it to me in San Antonio on Monday. And I was like, mm, yeah, no. So then I was like, well, I'm going to sneak into the Detroit office with cookies and bagels, and I'm going to bat my eyelashes at them. And I'm going to be like, will you please help me get my passport? Like, And then... I, you know, sometimes you have to say, well, what is the lesson here, right? What is the lesson here? So I started to have to use my voice. I started calling the government. I started calling the rush my passport. And I started saying, I paid to have this expedited. I paid to have it by the date. This is, I said I needed it by the 20th. That's the 22nd. And I started, because I can be a big wuss. I know I have a big personality, but I can be, I can like be like, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, did that not work out? And I'm like, no, like I have to do everything I can to make this happen. And maybe that's a part of this journey is I had to really push to make it happen. But then they're like, okay, good girl. You learned the lesson. Here's your passport. You get a whole day early. <laughs> you know, that really helps kind of, I think, put a nice button on this conversation with authenticity because authenticity is also advocacy, right? It's, 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 it's an advocacy for your needs, for your values, for your inherent, like, you-ness, right? Uniqueness. It's advocating for these parts of you that want to be seen, expressed, and, and heard. And um, well, we all wish you the best of times uh, in the Netherlands. Thank you. And 
Look forward to hearing about it when you get back and sharing all your insights on what you learned and how you're going to apply it. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to um, talk with Christopher Germer and Kristen Neff, kind of the- Right, my new best friends. Let's the be mama and daddy of uh, self-compassion. They really put it on the map. I, I actually went to the Mindful Self-Compassion Intensive Program in Esalen with them. Really? Yeah. And um, I was in a jacuzzi. Have you ever been to Esalen? No. Um, can I please have Can I please have a geography lesson? I have no idea what you're talking so about. So Esalen is in uh, just about 45 minutes south of San Francisco, maybe a little more. Oh. It's on the like, Big Sur. Okay. Beautiful, breathtaking coastline, and nice. it's this retreat where there's conferences and seminars. And so I went there, and there's this uh, beautiful salt baths that are like perched above the waves, and the waves are kind of just crashing onto these like elevated salt baths. And clothing is optional, meaning no one wears clothes. <laughs> like no one. Like if you're wearing clothes, you don't wear clothes. It's you're like a nerd. Clothing Wait, if is you're not wearing optional. Clothes, then you're not the sheep. Yeah, clothing you're, is not optional. Yeah, sameness. So right. So you have to be naked. Little, yeah. So I definitely. I don't think I ever told you this. That's what I'm telling you now. No, I have not everybody. heard this. This is good. Kristen Neff and I were like chatting it up. <laughs> <gasps> you have like, been naked with Kristen Neff. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Can I open with that when I meet her? I'm like, my no, friend like, Jessica was naked with you in a hot tub with like salt somewhere. And um, will you be on my podcast? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, <laughs> as your coach, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so that funny. is I'm like, like <laughs> that's an epic story. That is an epic story. You're like, we sign my boob. Here's my, here's my permanent marker. Will, will you give me an autograph on my boob? Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. It was like one of these things I'm like, never really like sat naked with my instructor who I think is like the coolest <laughs> thing in the world like before. She's got nice boobs. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, I hope you have naked uh, salt baths. <laughs> me too, Jessica. <laughs> me too. That's first on my list. Hold on. Let me write it down. Alrighty. Confetti, Colette. Um, wait, I just have one more thing. Thank you, listeners. I love the listeners. I am a dedicated listener. Thanks for allowing me to be a part of your experience today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And you too, Blessica. Thank you for being you and bringing your authentic voice out into the world and allowing yourself to be seen and in all your brightness. Well, I'm telling you, you are pivotal in helping that. And you know, all we can do is just one foot in front of the other and keep trying every day. So thanks. So much love. Yes, love you. Okay, bye. Thank you for having the discipline to listen in. If you love this episode and know of someone else who is following their bliss, please share this show with them. It would mean the world to me if we can get this cause and message out to as many people as possible. So if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this show with your friends. And I will be forever grateful for your support. And until the next episode, this is Jessica Flint encouraging you to follow your bliss and to unapologetically be bold, be brave, and be you.